The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Some text coming in. And this one says, Jay, personally, I feel as long as there are premiers like Mr. Kenny and Mr. Mo, we will, we will be alienating ourselves from the rest of Canada. Uh, Matt says, Jay... Uh, Jason Kenney's policies have already scared away tech investors. The provincial government tried to put it all on oil for 44 years before, and it failed to be so short-sighted and put it all on oil again. Come on! Um, so thank you. 780-496-0063 is the number to get a hold of me anytime. That's the text, no- text line and the phone line, my friends. We are going to switch it up right now. How many of you are getting into the... To the holiday mood how many of you are getting into you know that christmas feel and here's another question for you are you worried about cash this holiday season i suspect a lot of you are and you're not alone from presents and party planning to traveling entertaining the holiday season we know can be pretty pricey so we thought we'd offer up some ideas on how to cut down on at home entertaining with irene fong she is the former senior food editor for canadian living and the menu planner for meal kit delivery service Chef's Plate. Irene, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Uh, do you have a favorite holiday tradition? Um, I do. I like to make, um, they're called alfajore cookies, and I'm pretty sure I'm mispronouncing them. They're called um, but what? Alfajore, I think. <laughs> <laughs> and they are a, um, I want to say they're like an Argentinian cookie, and it's basically shortbread sandwiched between uh, dulce de leche, which is oh, a my. caramel made out of green condensed milk, my favorite thing in the whole world. Oh my goodness, I gotta Google that. That sounds amazing. I love <laughs> they shortbread. Are so good. Yeah, like good, 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 good shortbread is amazing. Bad shortbread is still pretty good as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> you know what? You're right. It's kind of like bad pizza. There's no such thing. You'll still eat it, you know? <laughs> Irene, uh, you've had a, 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 you know, a, a, some interesting roles um, as the former senior food editor for Canadian Living magazine. That's a, that's a big job. Uh, what does something like that entail? When you're putting together a magazine oh my gosh um it's a whole lot of planning ahead believe it or not we would we would work on christmas probably in the summer Mm -hmm. so we're baking gingerbread when it's about 30 degrees outside (laughs) (laughs) the seasons are all kind of switched (laughs) um but it's a lot of fun there's a whole lot of testing and retesting and eating and you kind of put on the freshman 15 when you're there for the first time yeah i guess so you know I I, i was invited to uh to a christmas party Two years ago, I think, yeah, it was Christmas, and uh, and it was my neighbors, actually, and they decided to do the full cover of the Canadian uh, Living Christmas magazine. There was a a holiday meal on there, and they decided that that's what they were going to make for dinner, invited us all over. It was phenomenal. I mean, it was a lot of work, but it was (laughs) phenomenal. Oh, wow. Kudos to them. That's amazing. Yeah, it was pretty cool. So one of the things we wanted to talk about uh, today is, you know, trying to make it a little bit more, a little bit easier and a little bit um, budget friendly when it comes to holiday entertaining, because it can get really, really expensive. And in fact, there was a, a report out today talking about how much money people thought that they were going to go into debt over Christmas. And, and this is a this is a real reality because you know, having people over for dinner, having a, you know, a housewarming, whatever it is, it's expensive. 
Oh, it sure is. I mean, my husband and I, <laughs> we like to joke that we have champagne taste, but we're on a tap water budget. Yeah. <laughs> You're telling me. <laughs> it's, not quite, it's not quite that dire um, anymore, but, you know, it's kind of one of those things where everybody kind of wants more and they want, kind of want to reach, because, you know, with Instagram and, you know, other types of, uh, I would say, aspirational, like Bon Appetit mm-hmm. magazine, there's nothing wrong with it, but then it kind of makes us feel like, hey, is what I'm, like, is what I'm doing enough? Yeah. Um, so, like, when you're planning a party, you know, budgeting is probably the least glamorous part of it, but it's kind of what sets the whole party off. So, so you can figure out what budget you're comfortable with, and then working based on that, you can try to figure out how many people you can afford to invite and what kind of party you're going to have. So if you're if you're budgeting for a, a party, Irene, um, again, I guess it depends on how high-end or how, you know, homey you want it to be, but is there kind of like a an average num dollar amount that you that you would suggest? It really depends. I mean, if I, I would say probably for me, if I'm doing like a sit down dinner and I plan on serving, you know, a really spectacular showstopper, you know, um, main dish, mm-hmm. I would probably go twenty dollars a person. Yeah. Of course, it depends. If you're a super savvy shopper like my mother, you could probably stretch it to like ten. <laughs> Irene, are you a good cook? I would say that I'm a pretty good cook. Yeah, I bet you are. <laughs> I want to come to your place over the holidays. That's what I want to do. Okay, so when it comes to food, what what do you suggest um, for for keeping that budget in check? Um, because it's as you said, it can be really can get really pricey depending on your the high end meats, whatever it is. What are your tips on that front? I would say, you know, it doesn't matter what kind of party you're holding. If it happens to be like a dinner party where you're having a sit-down plated meal or a buffet or a potluck or canapes, think about the variety of foods that you're going to be serving. Mm. So, you know, if you're going to be serving, pork, you know, beef tenderloin as your main dish, yeah. you don't have to also serve shrimp and lobster as your appetizers, you know? <laughs> that's just showing off, that is. <laughs> yeah, that's just showing off. <laughs> I mean, if you can afford it, I mean, you know, kudos to you. But, yeah, I mean, I mean, having one kind of one showstopper is a lot, is enough. It, it is enough. And actually, you know, it doesn't even have to be something expensive. It could it could just be something that people really find delicious. I went to a um, Thanksgiving party that someone was holding, and it was a taco bar. Oh, it was amazing. There was great. no turkey. Super easy. The kids loved it. You know, you don't have to go the traditional route. Are, are you seeing more and more people backing away from what I would say kind of the traditional stuffy dinners and having more fun <laughs> like the taco bars? I mean, especially, you know, like, obviously nothing wrong with the big turkey dinner because I mm-hmm. feel like you got to have one <laughs> um, maybe in the holiday. Yeah. But you don't need to kill yourself to try to make that traditional, you know, sort of like Instagram meal. Because mm. people are, you know, food is only half of you know, the recipe for a great party. The other half is your company. And, you know, that's what really makes a party special. I think that uh, a lot of us think, you know, that high-end great, you know, red meat, of course, Alberta beef, it's, there's there's nothing better. I think a lot of us kind of get stuck on that. And, and maybe we're a little leery of, of serving um, chicken. Or, yeah. or 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 even pork. I love pork. You know, some great Alberta pork. I, I love that too. I'm a huge pork tenderloin fan. One of my favorite meals of all time is a stuffed pork tenderloin. And at the end of the day, it's not very expensive to make, and it looks great and it tastes great. That's right. I mean, it's it's about really the holidays for you know for me and I think for everybody. It's about family and hospitality and 
you know, the food is just kind of... It's there for everyone to enjoy. So one of the tips when it comes to food is maybe think a little bit outside the box, have some fun with it, and don't feel beholden um, to, 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 to the traditional ways of doing it. Have some fun with it. That's right. Okay. Uh, what about when it comes to um, cocktails? Because we know, oh my gosh, alcohol can uh, add up pretty quick. Oh my gosh, alcohol could easily eat up probably half or more of your budget if you're not careful. And, you know, one of the things is that you kind of step back and and think about, like, you know what? It's probably okay at a party to have just wine and beer available if you don't want to play bartender. Because when you're hosting a party and running in and out of the kitchen, the last thing you need to be doing is serving drinks and mixing cocktails for people. Mm. Um, What I like to do is I like to make a big batch of either a pitcher cocktail, um, like a Christmas sangria where you have, like, sliced... um, seasonal fruit like blood oranges and clementines and you mull it together with cinnamon and Mm. sour anise and clove and I make a big batch of that and put it in the fridge so every single time I'm out of my pitcher cocktail I just refill it Mm. and put it back out and it serves itself you don't have to babysit it people are happy to pour on their own and it's just amazing it's just people love it I have to admit Irene I'd be a little nervous of hosting a party where it was just wine and beer I'd, be feel, I'd, I'd feel like I'm disappointing someone. I think the pitcher cocktail where that comes into play is that can be your signature dish mm-hmm. or, sorry, signature drink. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you can also assess the crowd. If you have a bunch of people who love, for example, mulled wine over the holidays, why not make that? It's perfectly yeah. seasonal. People are kind of in the mood to have that kind of flavor profile. And one of the things that... It's one of the things that I think, I don't know if it's a catering um, mentality or catering trick, but like the more food you actually put out or the more drinks you put out, the more people feel compelled to sample. So I don't know if it's confirmation (laughs) bias where it's like, now you have to make more drinks because everyone's drinking everything. But if you limit your selection, it also makes people happier with what they have. And also, you know, your party's not going to be, if you have a dinner party, it's probably going to be three, four hours. Yeah. Well, so you really don't need to have six <laughs> or seven options. Well, depending. <laughs> it's like four, five o'clock in the, at my house. It's like, get out. It's time for me to go to bed. Um, okay, so, so that's, that's interesting. So, but when it, when it comes to the food making and the cocktail making, how, how, how can the host, uh, the hostess, get away from feeling like they are just cooking and making drinks all the time? How do you off the, uh, offload that a bit? Well, one of the best ways, and I mean, I'm guilty of this too, is one of the best things you can do is actually just to accept help when people are offering. Mm. That means if somebody is saying like, hey, why don't you let me um, tend to the bar for a little bit, or I'll pour drinks, or I'll serve cocktail, or I'll serve hors d'oeuvres, go ahead and let them do it. When I'm at a party, I love to help. I'm also a bit of an introvert, so I'm the person that's happy to go into the kitchen and help wash dishes. So I'm kind of one of those guests that everybody loves to invite. You're the introvert. You're the one doing the radio interviews across the country. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Irene Fong is the menu planner for Chef's Plate and the former senior editor for Canadian Living, that, uh, that great magazine. So, okay, be willing to say, 
I need some help or, or be willing to take it to, to take it up. I think that there is this there. We worry so much. I think we worry so much as a host, as the hostess, that we have to be perfect. And so the food has to be perfect. We have to make sure that we have enough for everybody. And no, I don't need your help because I can do it myself because you know what? I'm the perfect host. We got to get past that. Exactly. You don't win any awards for being a martyr in the kitchen for any party. I mean, I've learned that the hard way myself. <laughs> okay, so here's a question for you. When you are visiting someone, if you're going to someone's, you know, at home, if you're going to a, a drop-in, an open house, whatever they call it, uh, wherever you are, um, I, I, I've, I've heard people say, you know, as far as a host or hostess uh, gift, what are your suggestions on that? I've heard that flowers are great but make sure that they're already in a vase because you don't want to have the host uh, having to go find a vase like what are the rules around that um well flowers are great um you know a bottle of wine obviously that's kind of like everyone's go-to to the point where it's kind of almost become a little bit impersonal and generic mm-hmm. um i would personally say if you're going to someone's house for the holidays it's actually worth the extra effort to Try to figure out, you know, what their interests are, what they like to do, and then maybe craft a gift that speaks to those interests. And if it happens to be something craft where you can something. do, well, craft something as in like, <laughs> if your host really um, is into chocolate, okay, you can make the most easy chocolate ganache truffles. You know, you just basically take chocolate and cream, you melt them together, you let them set in the fridge, roll them into little balls, put them into those little uh, paper cups, yeah, put them in a box, and you're good to go. Okay, that doesn't necessarily sound so easy. <laughs> it doesn't, but I, I like some of the ones that I've seen recently, and it was actually a, a magazine that I bought uh, the other day. It was like that pioneer woman who does that talk, that, that TV cooking show, uh, mm-hmm. Re something her name is, but I bought it because there was some, I, I wanted to see some of the recipes in there. Um, and one of the things that I've seen become more popular as gifts over the past number of years, especially housewarming, that sort of thing, are those pre-made, I don't know, cookie things. You put everything together in a jar and everyone just has to pour it into a bowl and add, I don't know, eggs or oil or something or, you know, for for cookies or for chocolate or hot chocolate. Is that something that's cool? Absolutely. And I mean, everybody loves putting stuff in a mason jar. So, you know, something worthy of the Instagram, I would say. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But yes, a DIY hot chocolate especially for people who, you know, love to be outdoors and come home to like a nice warm drink. You could even, if you have um, a host that really loves kind of like breakfast, making a giant breakfast on the weekends, you can even make your own DIY pancake mix. So you just make a pancake mix, exclude the eggs and milk and whatever, and then they just have to basically measure out a cup of the mix add their own egg and milk, and then they have pancakes. Irene, where's a good place to find ideas like this? Well, I would say there's certain risky places. Um, <laughs> my go-to is always Canadian living. Yes, of course. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, Pinterest really is something that I think inspires all foodies, whether you happen to be a novice or a professional. Because mm-hmm. it's the idea of something where you look at it and you say, oh, yeah, I could do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What about for kids? How do you get the kids involved? How do you keep them uh, into all of this over the holidays? Well, I'd say the kids are probably the easiest people to keep entertained. If you have something that can kind of, well, I would say my daughter, she gets entertained by minutes or seconds because she's a toddler. <laughs> but um, for children, I love to keep them entertained by 
setting a challenge of some kind. So we might do like a cookie decorating competition um, or a gingerbread making house competition where you have all your candies set up, all your sprinkles, and it's just a whole lot of fun. And of course, they get to eat their creations. Mm. But one of the things I would stress, though, if you're going to do something like that with kids, is to have everything ready to go. Yeah. So kids just don't have a lot of patience. So if you're going to do like a cookie decorating contest, Make sure the cookies are baked and cooled. <laughs> okay, I see. So they can go, get to them right away. It was it was fabulous over the weekend. My my daughter-in-law has been living in Canada for just over a year now. This is her second Canadian Christmas, and she is just uh, she just is absolutely loving every minute of it. I have watched her over the weekend make her first gingerbread house from scratch. Not one of the ones that you go and buy at the store. She made it all from scratch, and you know. The, the, the snowman, the trees, the fence, everything. And it's funny because she didn't know the name for Gingerbread House. She calls it the house cookie. Um, <laughs> but it was it was wonderful to watch her do that and, and embrace this. Um, and I think that's one of those things when you talk about, you know, kids as well, getting them to be a part of, uh, of, of doing something like this that, that can become a, a tradition for years to come because I suspect that this will become a thing for her from now on. Oh, I think that's absolutely lovely. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's there's no um, there's also no harm in kind of putting your own twist on something. So let's just say you want to make a gingerbread house, but <laughs> you don't really want to bake the cookies. Or yes. you don't want to, you know, buy the DIY kit from the grocery store. Well, you can make a cookie house with wafer cookies or graham crackers. You know, all you really need is any type of cookie base to put your icing onto. So you can make it very, very stress-free. Make it your own. And, you know, I think when we went back to talking about uh, housewarming or uh, a hostess gift, you talked about wine and how it's kind of almost become somewhat impersonal. It's it's just become, oh, yeah, I'll grab that on the way out the door, shove it in a bag, and here you go. One of the things about doing some of these things, maybe a little little less, maybe a little bit more creative, um, I, I think that that leads to a better human connection it leads to a conversation it leads to a just um just a little bit more of a closeness would you agree with that absolutely i mean i know so many families now that are instead of you know asking for gifts for their children they Mm. prefer things like experiences so you know instead of getting my kid a lego set which i'm going to kill myself on (laughs) you know why not you know get them tickets to go to the aquarium yeah yeah irene uh irene fong joining me this afternoon want to thank you for uh your ideas and for some of your suggestions this afternoon i sure do appreciate your time Thank you so much. Irene Fong, uh, the former senior editor at Canadian Living, now the menu planner for a Chef's Plate, which is a food delivery service. What are you doing around your place when it comes to, I don't know, dinners? What do you do? do you, what, is, what is it that you're doing to make things special? I'd love to hear from you. Some of your texts coming in. So can you please just get your kid the Lego or the other kid, the Lego, they would prefer the Lego, not the aquarium, no matter how much you want to want to push the aquarium and the experience. Yeah, okay. Uh, when it comes to helping offset the cost, Gina says maybe ask people to bring the hard li- liquor, bring some of the food, share the burden. Well, you know, that's fine, if, I think, if you're doing a potluck. But if you're inviting people to a dinner party, uh, you know, if it's wide open, 
and everyone knows that they're bringing something, yeah, that's a, that's an absolute great idea. I've never had the whole mulled wine business, CBG. Have you had that stuff? No. My girlfriend was able to try it about two weeks ago at a party yeah. she was invited to through work, but I've still never experienced it. I don't even know what it's about. Well, it's, you take some wine and you put some, like, spices in it and stuff like that. And, and, it, and it it's warm? Up. Okay. Yeah. So I'm, I'm looking at trying that this year. I suggested it to uh, my husband and one of uh, the boys the other day, and they both looked at me like, what? Huh. Although it has to be better than the uh, the eggnog that uh, my youngest tried to make a few years back. There's eggnog on one t- on lovely. one side of the spectrum and Baileys and coffee. And then... I'm not a big Baileys and coffee fan. No, really? Mm-mm. Okay. It's like once or twice a year for me that yeah. really sets the mood. And uh, because that's the only time of the year that I I drink that okay. beverage. It's kind of like, not Christmas music, but like those movies that you yeah. associate with yeah, Christmas. Yeah. Bailey's and, and coffee or with hot chocolate. Uh, good to go for me for Christmas. And Shane, we got talking about, uh, you know, worrying about how much you were going to spend this year and says, you know what, Jay, I haven't bought a single gift yet. I have to wait for payday. It's going to be pretty tight. Not going to lie. And you know what? And it's going to be tight for a lot of people. Yeah. It's going to be tight for a lot of people. We had the conversation last night. Okay, what limit are we putting on? What limit are we putting on? Because otherwise, it can just become a free-for-all. Yeah. You know, I, and I then that becomes tricky come March, April, when you have to try and pay it all off. Yeah, I only have two people that I really need to buy gifts yeah. for, people that expect things. Um, and uh, I'm completely happy with that, but still a lot of pressure. Three o'clock news is coming up on the other side. We're going to talk about edibles and driving. Stay with us.